Hello again, and welcome to Mrs. Bush's Storytime. I'm your host, Doro Bush-Cook. Today's story is The Rough Face Girl. Reading today with my mom, former First Lady Barbara Bush, are her friends Beauty and the Beast. Just like the story of Beauty and the Beast, The Rough Face Girl shows us that what's on the inside is what matters most. Let's listen now. Well, I have a surprise for you. Close your eyes and I'll take you into the library. There. Can I look now? All right. Open your eyes. I can't believe it. Why, Mrs. Bush, but, but what are you... Well, the Beast was kind enough to invite me to the castle to read a story to you and the children listening in. Oh, I love books. Well, do you like the surprise, Belle? It's wonderful. Thank you. And thank you, Mrs. Bush, for reading to us. It's a pleasure to be here. I have picked a story from your library that I think you will enjoy and appreciate. It's called The Rough Face Girl. It was written by Rafe Martin, illustrated by David Shannon, and published by G.P. Putnam's Sons. Here is how it begins. Once, long ago, there was a village by the shores of Lake Ontario. Off from the other wigwams of this village stood one great, huge wigwam. Painted on its sides were pictures of the sun, moon, stars, plants, trees, and animals. And inside this wigwam, there was said to live a very great, rich, powerful, and supposedly handsome, invisible being. However, no one could see him except his sister who lived there too. How mysterious. Many women wanted to marry this invisible being, but his sister said, only the one who can see him can marry him. Now in this village there lived a poor man who had three daughters. The two older daughters were cruel and hard-hearted and they made their youngest sister sit by the fire and feed the flames. When the burning branches popped, the sparks fell on her. In time, her hands became burnt and scarred. Her arms, too, became rough and scarred. Even her face was marked by the fire, and her beautiful long black hair hung ragged and charred. And those two older sisters laughed at her, saying, Ha, you're ugly, you rough-faced girl. And they made her life very lonely and miserable indeed. That's terrible. It sounds like something that boorish Gaston would do. Tell us what happens next, Mrs. Bush. Well, one day these two older sisters went to their father and said, Father, give us some necklaces. Give us some new buckskin dresses. Give us some pretty beaded moccasins. We're going to marry the invisible being. So their father gave them these things. Dressed in their finest, the two girls marched through the village. All the people pointed and stared. Look at those beautiful girls, they said. Surely they shall marry the invisible being. And if those two girls were proud and hard-hearted before, they were even prouder now. They walked haughtily through the village. At last they came to the wigwam of the invisible being, and there was his sister waiting. Why have you come, she asked. We want to marry the invisible being, they answered. That's why we're here. 
If you want to marry my brother, she replied, you have to have seen him. Tell me, have you seen the invisible being? Of course we've seen him, they insisted. Can't you see how pretty we are? Can't you see the beautiful clothes we wear? Oh, yes. Anyone can tell we've truly seen the invisible being. All right, she said quietly. If you think you've seen him, then tell me, what's his bow made of? And suddenly her voice was swift as lightning and strong as thunder. I wonder if they'll pass the test. His, his bow, they stammered in surprise. His uh, bow? We know, we know. But turning desperately to one another, they whispered, What shall we say? Let's say it's the oak tree. No, said the sister of the invisible being. No. Oh, she saw at once how they lied. Tell me, she continued, if you think you've seen my brother, the invisible being, then what's the runner of his sled made of? Uh, uh, we know, we know, cried the two sisters. But whispering feverishly again, they wondered, what shall we say? What shall we say? Let's say it's the green willow branch. No, said the sister when she heard. No, you have not seen my brother. Now go home. Just test us fairly, they exclaimed. We've seen him. Just don't ask us all these silly questions. All right, said the sister of the invisible being. Come with me. And she took them back to the great wigwam and sat them in the seats furthest from the entrance, the guests' seats. Soon they heard footsteps coming along the path. Then something stepped inside. Though they heard breathing, the two sisters still couldn't see a thing. That must be the invisible being. Suddenly a great bow and beaded quiver of arrows appeared in the air and were set down. But though those two girls sat there, their eyes wide, all through the night they never saw a thing more. And in the morning they had to go home ashamed. Mrs. Bush, will the rough-faced girl be able to see the invisible being? Oh, I hope so. I think it's a good possibility. Let's find out. The next day, the rough-faced girl went to her father and said, Father, may I please have some beads? May I please have a new buckskin dress and some pretty moccasins? I am going to marry the invisible being, for wherever I look, I see his face. But her father sighed. Daughter, he said, I'm sorry. I have no beads left for you, only some little broken shells. I have no buckskin dress, and as for moccasins, all I have left are my own old, worn, cracked, and stretched out pair from last year, and they're much too big. But she said, whatever you can spare, I can use. So he gave her these things. Then she found dried reeds, and taking the little broken shells, she strung a necklace. She stripped birch bark from the dead trees and made a cap, a dress, and leggings. Then with a sharp piece of bone, she carved in the bark pictures of the sun, moon, stars, plants, trees, and animals. She went down to the lake shore and soaked the moccasins in the water until they grew soft. Then she molded them to her feet, but they were still too big and they flap, flap, flapped like duck's feet as she walked. Then all of the people came out of their wigwams. They pointed and stared. 
Look at that ugly girl, they laughed. Look at her strange clothes. You'll never marry the invisible being. What hurtful things to say. But the rough-faced girl had faith in herself, and she had courage. She didn't turn back. She just kept walking right through the village. As she walked on, she saw the great beauty of the earth and sky spreading before her. And truly she alone, of all in that village, saw in these things the sweet yet awesome face of the invisible being. She really has seen him. But where? Did I miss him? Oh, Beast, you're taking this too literally. I think she's seen his spirit. I think so, too. Let's find out. At last she came to the lake shore just as the sun was sinking behind the hills and the many stars came glittering out like a fiery veil in the darkening sky overhead. And there, standing by the water's edge, was the sister of the invisible being waiting. Now the sister of the invisible being was a wise woman. When she looked at you, she didn't just see your face or your hair or clothes. No, when she looked at you, she would look you right in the eyes and she could see all the way down to your heart. And she could tell if you had a good, kind heart or a cold, hard, and cruel one. She sounds so wise and kind. She reminds me of dear Mrs. Potts. And when she looked at the rough-faced girl, she saw at once that though her skin was scarred, her hair burnt, her clothes strange, she had a beautiful, kind heart. And so she welcomed her dearly, saying, Ah, my sister, why have you come? And the rough-faced girl replied, I have come to marry the invisible being. Ah, said the sister very gently now, if you want to marry him, you have to have seen him. Tell me, have you seen my brother, the invisible being? And the rough-faced girl said, Yes. All right, then, said the sister. If you have seen him, tell me, what's his bow made of? And the rough-faced girl said, his bow? Why, it is the great curve of the rainbow. Ah, exclaimed the sister in excitement. Tell me, she asked, if you have seen my brother, the invisible being, what's the runner of his sled made of? And the rough-faced girl, looking up into the night sky, said, The runner of his sled? Why, it's the spirit road, the milky way of stars that spreads across the sky. Ah, cried the sister in wonder and delight, you have seen him. Come with me. And taking the rough-faced girl by the hand, she led her back to the great wigwam and sat her in the seat next to the entrance, the wife's seat. Then they heard footsteps coming along the path, closer and closer. The entrance flap of the wigwam lifted up and in stepped the invisible being. And when he saw her sitting there, he said, at last we have been found out. Then smiling kindly, he added, and oh, my sister, but she is beautiful. And his sister said, yes. How romantic. They've been in love all along. Let's see what happens to the rough-faced girl. The sister of the invisible being then gave the rough-faced girl the finest of buckskin robes and a necklace of perfect shells. Now bathe in the lake, she said, and dress in these. So the rough-faced girl bathed in the waters of the lake 
Suddenly, all the scars vanished from her body. Her skin grew smooth again, and her beautiful black hair grew in long and glossy as a raven's wing. Now anyone could see that she was indeed beautiful. But the invisible being and his sister had seen that from the start. Then at last, the rough-faced girl and the invisible being were married. They lived together in great gladness and were never parted. Hmm. It's incredible what, what love can do. And that the rough-faced girl was transformed from the inside out so that the beauty in her heart became visible to everyone. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Bush, for reading that beautiful story to us. What a wonderful story. Remember to start reading great stories like that to your children early on. Learning begins at home, and reading with our children is one of the best ways to get them learning. And don't stop once they can read books themselves. Take turns reading to one another and flipping the pages. That's all for this episode. Please be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Goodbye for now. The Mrs. Bush's Storytime podcast is inspired by Mrs. Bush's Storytime, a radio program that aired on ABC Radio from 1990 to 1994, while Mrs. Barbara Bush served as First Lady of the United States. For more information, visit barbarabush.org slash podcast.